As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General, recording this episode just as the last few press conferences are finishing up on Friday afternoon. The deadline this week is a little later than usual as there's no early kickoff on Saturday. Rather than usual 11am cutoff, you've got until 1.30pm UK time to overthink your decisions. On today's podcast, I'll summarise the news from the pressers, answer 10 quickfire questions and discuss captaincy very briefly and transfers for the weekend. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. A rundown of all 20 teams from the press conferences. Arsenal, nothing new to report from Michael Arteta. At Aston Villa, Leon Bailey is a doubt with a small muscle issue. So I've seen a lot of people considering selling Bailey this week for players like Madison and Zaha. So there's another excuse to do so. Luca Dean is going to be out for a couple of weeks. His replacement Augustinson is out for three weeks as well, but Matty Cash is back in training. Nothing new at Bournemouth either. At Brentford, Janssen, Norgard and Lewis Potter have all been ruled out, but Canos is finally available. No updates at the time of recording from Brighton. At Chelsea, Fafana looks like he's going to be out for about four to six weeks. So if you have him, you probably need to look at a replacement or at least sticking him him on your bench this weekend. Kante is not ready yet. Kukurea will be involved. So what does that mean? Starting 11 or from the bench? I think there's a good chance he will be back in the starting 11 with that Fafana injury. Potter also talked up Shalaba as a potential replacement at centre-back for Fafana. He said he's been good in training and his level has been high. So maybe we'll see a rare start for Shalaba. At Crystal Palace, Anderson, who missed the last game, is hoping to be involved. He has been training this week. But Nathaniel Klein has been ruled out for a few weeks. On to Everton. Comments from Lampard on Calvert-Lewin. He said, we'll see how much fit he is, 
But in terms of the injury, he's better. So surely before long, we're going to see Calvert-Lewin back in action. The big talking point this week was Mitrovic. At the start of the press conference, it looked like we weren't going to get anything from Marco Silva, but we actually got exactly what we wanted. So Silva said he's still a doubt. He was outside this morning doing some work. He's getting better, but there is still a doubt. He went on to say he'll be assessed again tomorrow. Also said he could be ready for Sunday, so there's a chance he could play this game week. Also said he could be ready for next week. Day after day, we have to analyse him. He did individual work this morning. He said the damage is to a ligament in his foot, but it's not at all serious. He also went on to say that he'll definitely be ready for Bournemouth, which is game week 11. So chance he plays this weekend's. And then if he doesn't play this weekend, it looks like he's definitely going to be back for Bournemouth Game Week 11. So I think we hold him if you own him. We want him for Bournemouth Game Week 11 and we definitely want him Game Week 12 at Aston Villa when we don't have Arsenal and Manchester City assets. So good that we got some kind of decent information from Marco Silva. And if you have Mitrovic, I think you keep him as long as you've got a decent first sub to come off your bench this week. I think you put Mitrovic in your starting 11 and whatever happens, happens. Also at Fulham, Tete, who's been having a very good season so far, he faces a late fitness test. At Leeds, nothing of notes. Leicester City, Ndidi, has been ruled out for a few weeks, so that's not good news for the Leicester defence. Liverpool, Robertson is running a lot and looks like he's close, so Robertson expected back pretty soon. At Manchester City, Kyle Walker had surgery. There's no time frame on his return, but there is doubts over his World Cup availability now, so we're not going to see Walker probably in FPL until after the break. At Manchester United, Ten Hag is managing Martial's fitness. He said, I want to do it really carefully because he had a good pre-season. I cannot force it. I have to do it with a plan and I'm trying to do that. He hopes to have Varane available, but that one will be close. And Harry Maguire is ruled out. So a lot of people were considering Mitrovic to Martial. I don't think I would do that. Like I said, I think Mitrovic is a hold. And those comments from Ten Hag will give me slight concern over Martial. I think he will start this weekend, but it's enough just to put me off those comments. Newcastle, Eddie Howe confirmed that the club are being cautious with Isaac's injury and he hopefully won't be out for too long. So that Maximin has trained well and there's a chance he could be in the squad. At Nottingham Forest, no specific player updates, but they did give manager Steve Cooper a new contract today, which I don't think too many of us seen coming. At Southampton, Larius and Adam Armstrong had issues during the week, but both should be fine. There was no Tottenham press conference that was cancelled due to the death of their fitness coach, Gian Piero Ventrone. May he rest in peace. At West Ham, just had a quick look. Moyes is always the last press conference. He's ruled Corne out of the game at the weekend. And as Moyes always says, he also said we have a few knocks and niggles. Finally, at Wolves, Huang is back in training. But the disaster of a FPL pick that Pedro Neto was in game week one has been ruled out until after the World Cup. This episode is supported by season three of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu.
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Ten quickfire questions now ahead of game week ten. The first one is from Johnny Small. With Haaland now auto-captain, is Salah an expensive luxury if we aren't going to captain him? And I think my short answer here is yes. I got rid of Salah on the wildcard two game weeks ago and not owning him, it doesn't scare me anymore like it would have in previous seasons. Haaland is auto-captain every week now. That begs the question, do we need to spend 13-odd million on Liverpool's Mohamed Salah? I prefer spreading the cash. You can basically get two players for the price of one for Salah. And with the midfielders emerging now, Johnny mentioned Madison and Foden or Diaz, for example, instead of owning Salah and Leon Bailey. And to me, that sounds much better. Bailey could be an issue now anyway. So I much prefer having two mid-price midfielders over Salah at the moment. Fixtures are tricky next to Arsenal and Man City. But then things do get better for Liverpool, so I can see myself going back to Salah and the likes of Trent come game week 12. But for the next two game weeks, I think it's absolutely fine to go without. Question from John Townsend. John says, Trent, Trent, Trent. What to do for those that wildcarded him in last week with Arsenal and City up next? Do we keep the faith or do we transfer him out? Or as John also goes on to say, crazy as it sounds, do I bench him for someone like Andreas or Solanke? So straight away... You do not bench Trent for someone like Andreas or Solanke because those two players are very much two-pointers most game weeks. Regardless of fixture, if you own Trent, you start him and that goes for the Arsenal game and the Manchester City game. Looking at the alternatives for Trent, if you're going to sell him, I think most people already have the probably the ideal triple-up is Cancelo, James and Trippier. If you have all three of those and you've got Trent alongside them, I think you probably just hold on to him. And yes, the next two fixtures don't look great on paper for Trent in terms of clean sheet potential, but you're probably going to want him back game week 12, game week 13, game week 14. So if I own Trent, I think I'd probably just hold on to him now. Whereas I think it's easier to lose Salah because you can do a lot more with that cash. And again, it comes down to there's not a huge amount of attractive defender replacements for Trent going into game week 10. Question from FPL Odo. Should we just do Mitrovic to Solanke to save some cash? Or do you think Wilson is worth the punt? So yeah, I was waiting for the Mitrovic news to come through. If it came through that he was going to be ruled out for, let's say, you know, three, four, five weeks, I think Wilson was looking as the best replacement option. I wouldn't have been able to do it because, as you all know, tripled up on the Newcastle defence a couple of weeks ago. I might even be tripled up again this week because Botman is my first sub. I'm going to start Mitrovic. If he doesn't play, I will have the triple Newcastle defence against Brentford and I've got Tony up front so that obviously is not ideal so that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out should we do Mitrovic to Solanke to save some cash no I think you just keep Mitrovic now Solanke to me is not really a great option I know he facilitates other things but just haven't really seen anything from him this season to suggest we should go and buy him and use him in our starting 11 so keep Mitrovic avoid Solanke would be my tip there if you I know some people will sell Mitrovic. You might be in a scenario where maybe your team needs it. You know, if you've got a very weak bench or something like that. You know, Wilson, I think, is right up there as one of the best options to replace him. You've also got Welbeck. You've got Skamaka, if you fancy a punt, for West Ham with good fixtures. And you've got Martial, who 
I would class as a punt there as well. So again, the replacements for Mitrovic, aside from probably Callum Wilson, they're not fantastic. So again, I think that's another reason to just hold on to him. And hopefully he plays this week. And if not, hopefully he starts against Bournemouth next week and gets back amongst the goals. Question from Andrew T. Is £8 million better spent on a forward or a midfielder? I think the landscape has changed now. And I think it's very much so better spent on a midfielder. Up front, we've got the injury doubts with Mitrovic. Tony hasn't really done it since I brought him in, and the fixtures are turning a little bit for Brentford now as well, so I'm kind of losing faith in Tony. And then when you compare those players to the midfielders, Madison, Foden, Zaha's got great fixtures, Luis Diaz is still a good option, Bowen finally got his goal, Trossard with a hat-trick, I still like Saka, I'm quite reluctant to sell him this week, Bernardo, the list goes on. Harvey Barnes looked much better. So, yeah, very much so. I think it makes sense to start moving cash towards midfield. Now, it's funny how FPL works. A lot of us had cash in defence game week one. We moved it to three strikers a few weeks ago. And now the landscape is moving towards four or five midfielders. Question from David Tran. After Hall's witnessed right across the mid-priced midfield bracket recently, does that mean the 4.5 million fifth midfielder spot should be upgraded to a 5 or 6 million player? Again, Andreas Pereira is the cheap midfielder I have, very much so a bench player. You know, I think I've only had one auto-sub all season, so Pereira isn't really being used. So I do like the idea, if you are getting fed up of Tony like myself or if you've still got Isaac who's a problem in your team maybe if you do want to sell Mitrovic and you've got two free transfers I like the idea of possibly I think we could go back to a 4.5 million forward now so what you could do you could flip Andreas Pereira to a 4.5 million forwards and then get yourself a starting fifth midfielder for a 3-5-2 formation David mentioned you know five or six million priced if you could go a little bit higher, if you could get towards 7 million or 8 million with your fifth midfielder, that would be even better. There's plenty of options out there. Mentioned a few of them in that previous question. So yes, I can see myself possibly losing Tony in the near future and moving to a 3-5-2 by upgrading Andreas Pereira. Question from FPL Jugs. What are my thoughts on Rashford as a cheaper option in midfield rather than Zaha or Madison. It's the fixtures that put me off the likes of Rashford and Martial, for that matter. Next four, Everton, Newcastle, Tottenham and Chelsea. Four teams this season that are capable of defending well. We've seen Everton improve defensively. We know Newcastle can shut teams out as well. Then you've got the bigger opponents in Tottenham and Chelsea. So for me, Rashford as well, he's very hot and cold. He can look fantastic one weekend. And then he can be the worst player on the pitch the weekend after. And, you know, he can come off early in games also with increased competition in the United attack now with the additional players like Anthony. So for me, Rashford's not currently on my watch list because he was injured. He did come back, uh, got two goals in Europe midweek, but again, very weak opposition. So I'm not reading too much into that. I will watch Rashford closely this weekend and there's a good chance he'll be back on the watch list next week if he can put in a good performance and and more importantly if he can get some attack in return so i think he's an okay option but like martial i still class him as a punt and i would much prefer go for zaha or madison to me they are much better fpl options question from patrick stone is sergio gomez now a real and very cheap fpl option given walker's injury leaving to one side the gimme 12 conundrum so yeah, I put Sergio Gomez in my Champions League fantasy squad midweek and he outscored Cancelo, which was was very nice. 
on the face of it, you would think he would be a very good FPL pick, but looking a little bit deeper into Pep's options at left-back, there's no guarantee that he'll just play Gomez there. He could play Ake at left-back. We've seen him play Laporte at left-back before, who's now fit as well. John Stones, when he returns, could play at right-back, which allows Concello to continue at left-back. So I don't think the Walker injury changes things too much. I think the most important factor here is there's zero Premier League starts so far this season for Gomez. So is it a case that Pep doesn't fully trust him yet in the Premier League? So for me, I wouldn't go there. And I, I think it takes up a valuable Manchester City slot. I still think you go Cancelo and you go for two Manchester City attackers. Haaland being the obvious one. Then you get a De Bruyne or a Foden or Bernardo Silva, also good value. But I think Foden is, is probably streets ahead of Bernardo going into game week 10. Question from Miles Lamberts is having major procrastination over who to replace Perisic with. Already have James, Cancelo and Trippier as the main defenders. And I need another option. Again, I think the answer to this question is you probably just keep Perisic because you've already got the top three defensive assets in the game at the moment. Perisic out. Fixtures are not fantastic. But with Emerson Royale suspended for a couple of games, I think Perisic is less of a rotation risk. We know we can play on the right. I know he didn't play well on the right, but that doesn't mean he won't play there again. So I would just keep Perisic when you've already got the other three big hitting defenders final question is from ryan Lau. actually it's the second last question with big at the back dead who is the best sub 4.5 million defender to target for the run-up to christmas the only cheap defender on my watch list at the moment is crystal palace center back mark gahey at 4.3 million i think he is the best option if you're looking for a defender under 4.5 because crystal palace are top of the fixture ticker between now and the world cup Final question is from Blake at FPL Kids. Could we triple captain Haaland this week? Always when I get a triple captain question, you know, in the first half of the season, my my gut reaction is always no, just wait till the second half of the season when we have double game weeks. But it's not the craziest shout when Haaland is playing the way he is. You know, three home hat-tricks in a row. It's another home game this weekend against Southampton with manager Hasenhutl under pressure. Could he get another hat-trick? It's certainly not out of the equation. I also like the fact he only played 45 minutes in the Champions League, so we don't have any real doubts about him not starting this one. I wouldn't stop anyone from triple captain Haaland this week, but I will be saving it for the second half of the season when maybe we'll get to triple captain Haaland when he's got two fixtures in one game week. But best of luck, Blake, if you do go for it this weekend. And thanks for the great podcast this week as well. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
questions completed. On to captaincy for game week 10. Captain Haaland against Southampton. This might be the easiest captain decision of all time. That is all I'm going to say on the matter. Don't overthink it. Don't trip up. Just Captain Haaland. Give me 10 transfers. I'm torn between banking a transfer and selling Saka for Wilfred Zaha. So... The plan for Game Week 10 was always to get Zaha. I wildcarded in Game Week 8 and I said I was quite happy to wait until Game Week 10 for Zaha when the fixtures really start to improve. Leeds for Crystal Palace this weekend and it's Liverpool for Saka and Arsenal. I'm just finding it hard to go through the plan because I love Saka as a player. I think he's really on it in the last couple of game weeks and I fancy Arsenal to beat Liverpool on current form so that decision is probably going to be a late decision tonight it might even go down to the wire it might be a Saturday afternoon decision because I'm undecided so I'm probably 50-50 at the moment earlier in the week I was very much set on getting Zaha closer we get to the game week deadline I'm finding it hard to sell Sack, who's done well for me plays for a better team than Zaha I know the fixture's not as good but Liverpool have been conceding lots of goals so as you can hear there's a lot of thoughts going around in my head here. So it'll be either bank of transfer or it will be Zaha in for Saka. Team for the weekend is looking like Pope, Trippier, James and Cancelo at the back. De Bruyne, Madison, Martinelli and then one of Saka or Zaha. Haaland, Tony and Mitrovic. Mitrovic will be in my starting eleven. Botman will be my first sub. So if Mitrovic doesn't play, I will be praying for triple Newcastle clean sheets. Best of luck for Game Week 10, folks, and most importantly, have a great weekend, whatever you're up to. I'll be back with another episode on Monday to preview Game Week 11. It'll be Monday and Friday podcast again next week, I think, although I think it is a Friday deadline next week, so I'll come back to you on that one, but there's definitely going to be a Monday podcast. If you've been enjoying the content this season, you can support me at patreon.com forward slash FPL General. Wishing you all green arrows this weekend. The Athletic.